This podcast was produced by Morley Radio. Welcome to Artcast Season 3, Episode 6. Artcast is presented by Matt G, who is the Programme Area Manager for Fine Art here at the Chelsea Centre, which is part of Morley College London. The podcast is a series of informal discussions with professional artists and designers, accompanied by students who are studying here with us at the Chelsea Centre. We will be joined by Liz Thomas and Steve Harrison from our HNC in Fine Art, and the Turner Prize winner, Laure Bravo. In 2013, she won the Turner Prize with an installation titled Wanty. In 2019, she was representing France at the Venice Biennale with a piece called The Deep Blue Sea Surrounding You. The exhibition was based on a decentralised nervous system of an octopus. There was various sculptures, sounds, dances, performances and lighting which were connected throughout the pavilion in a tentacle-like fashion. A diverse group of performers from all over the world, such as a magician, singer, rapper and karate practitioner, are part of a film that follows a road trip from a suburb in Paris to Venice. The film is described by Praval as the head of an octopus, as the performers take the audience through the canals of Venice. She's also exhibited at many institutions, including the Tate Modern, the Institute for Contemporary Arts, And in 2011, in collaboration with the Whitechapel Gallery, she was awarded the Max Mara Art Prize for Women. So the first question we ask all of the guests is, what is your favourite colour and why? (laughs) My favourite colour? Oh, God. It's quite a simple but good one. Um, I think it's red, but... um, (laughs) Red, but I I like mixing red, yeah, yeah. with uh, a lot of sometimes with white, so sometimes yeah. with black and it becomes brown. Yeah. Sometimes with black and white it becomes pink. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I think so. I mean that's a tough one. Green. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would pick red then. Right. It's interesting that you um, when you said red, you then started to say that you might mix it with something else and that it mm-hmm. kind of led you into some other thought. And what, mm-hmm. what my, one of my questions, if I can ask a question, yeah. first of all, is that I've looked at some of your video stuff and mm-hmm. I noticed um, that often they're creating an atmosphere, a kind of almost creating an environment, slightly surrealistic environment. And then when I... Well, I hope this question isn't too long. And then I noticed mm-hmm. that the actual titles were fascinating and uh, mm. I wanted to particularly ask you about the one called One T. Mm. I know it was about somebody that you know, I don't know who it was, who used to introduce people, you know, if they're having a little meeting, they'd say, do you want some tea? And uh, that reminded me of my, um, like some aunties that used to do this exactly the same thing. And it's, I don't know if you think it's a very English thing, but to me, to me, it's a kind of a almost a cliche th- English thing, and I wondered, I wondered if that's the reason that you you use that sort of rather everyday everyday event to kind of around that everyday event, you then created something much bigger than just having a cup of tea. If that yeah, makes any no, sense, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a good, it's a nice start. Um, should we have a cup of tea? Want tea, anyone? <laughs> uh, that was I will, yeah. properly. And I went, let me let me find some. I'll have mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, yeah. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, 
I think I kind of am interested in definitely the, the idea of I lived in London for 18 years. I became part of that British culture thing yeah. and, and the want, the tea, um, tea drinking, the, the moment of pause, the moment of togetherness and, yeah. and the cliche of it, obviously. And I think I've worked quite a lot with aspects of cliches like when you say surrealism it also becomes a cliche you know when you say um it- italy i did a piece swallow which was in italy which was really about kind of the cliche of italy the grand tour when artists would um, do that that grand tour they would uh, they would look at what they want to see you know what's the what's what is britain what is italy this is lovely hills but like you ignore the the motorways, you ignore the, the, the planes landing, you ignore rubbish pie, you know, so it's, it's really, and it's, I think in some way with that piece, one team, it, it digged in straight away into this idea, a bit of cliches and, yeah. but also, also a moment of uh, pleasure and gathering and uh, one tea is a piece that uh, grew from an invitation of uh, Graysdale Art Centre in the Lake District and they, they invited <coughs> me uh, to respond to Kurt Schwitter's Merzbau and um, they, um, through, through that invitation, I, they kind of knew my grandparents knew him or my grandma and my, and then suddenly this invi- I was like, oh, you don't invite me because of- what I do, but because of my connections, it's another cliche. So, but playing on on this idea of work gets made, but also how do we um, how do we respond? So the the one T it be, became that piece of semi. It was highly fictional. The whole idea that my grandparents would know that no cartridges, but then we created a their mm. living room, and my granddad's conceptual artist had been digging a tunnel to Africa without the authority to know about it. And the moment where they, everyone would gather was um, around the teacup and have friendships and everyone. So it's it's really about this community and in general, I think it's cliches, but also gathering and communities. And the one one tease also how Katrita used to call his girlfriend. <laughs> so because she kept us uh, him wanty, wanty, wanty. You play with language in this very sort of fluid way and sort of <laughs> this idea of almost confusing or not confusing, sort of creating a... Uh, sort of yeah something sliding around yeah and sort of like i remember one one of your pieces where you said the word chicken or checking and a picture of a chicken came up and it's sort of that very sort of like trippy like lateral linking of language yeah Mm, that's in heat 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 Mm. heat 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 like you know like all this it's really about language also being an outsider foreigner like coach ritter being german speaking and looking at the sound of it almost mm. i mean it's a kind of i wasn't i mean it's quite tricky to call your girlfriend wanty i'm not sure about it but playing on words <laughs> for it you know like this it's, it's, it's really like the poetry of every day and of misunderstanding but also how much it's like suddenly it's like and yeah. the subtitles it, opens, well. it opens like you know like the, your mind just there's so much more to mm. the word or just one word or one meaning mm. yeah. and I think when you're in your own language it's harder to see almost I find being an outsider not being British gave me a lot of uh, play like uh, yeah. language was uh, was clay you know yeah. and, you, yeah. and yeah. language create images but it also it also is um, a material you can um uh, you can free yourself with or uh, yeah. invent new 
new perspective it makes it more and now i have the same almost with french but being away so long from france i can also look at french uh-huh. with a sort of uh because i don't speak it well and i never did properly either. <laughs> <laughs> but having, uh, you know how mm. but also yeah being an amateur even in art you know i a lot of the piece i put it's not me it's my grandma it's my uncle it's it's yeah. not this perfect systems or the like the reaching um highs is i'm against this, this idea of mastering or but or the master artist or the mastermind you know yeah. but much more how things just slowly click and de-click and and undo themselves and redo themselves and because hmm, you're uh, you, you, a lot of your films feature your your own voice and, mm-hmm. I, was, and I was thinking about that because it seems like it's quite quite free so mm-hmm. you know related to what you're saying like that element of is it an, an element of improvisation in those moments and like you mentioned some some people in your life are, are you conscious conscious that you're playing kind of yourself as a character when mm. you're when you're speaking yeah I mean it sounds much more um I mean it's basically kind of this kind of a matterish or sounds quite um intuitive but it, it's actually quite constructed but right. it has that yeah let me let me take you in you know let me let me let's go together on the ride and let's and my voice is definitely um, a material i've been using for sure mm. uh just mostly out of practicality practice practicality yeah practicality yes, yes, yes. uh, uh, i'm always there it's really useful i'm like oh she's here again <laughs> Let's, let's use her. And there's a lot of whispering, uh, isn't there? So it's almost like yeah. a sort of ASMR sort of experience. Yeah, it's also like reading a little story at night and I'm t- <laughs> telling you secrets, you know, like things that gossiping and like things that no one's there, but I didn't say it. He said it and she mm. said it. And, but then it's with hopefully with a bit of humor. So then you, yeah. I think it's also getting stuff in through. Mm. Um, yeah, I think with all the complexity of his life, I mean, trying to to say it with a saving with a bit of lightness in some ways or playfulness, because yeah. I mean, we are here. So I, I was thinking about this idea of playfulness and humour in 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 what you do, and um, I saw a video of you talking about sort of like transferring an experience that you that you'd created in film and then you made it into a tapestry which mm-hmm. which interested me because I've just really got to become more familiar with Grace and Perry who's mm. obviously done quite a lot of tapestry work mm. and um mm. I know I, I heard him on a video saying mm-hmm. that he did all the drawings for the tapestry and then he sent them somewhere. I think he sent them to Belgium or something and they were yeah, yeah. they were then yeah, done yeah. in Belgium. And I, I thought I'd just ask you a very practical thing, which is I know that your grandmother helped you with the tapestry, or you, mm-hmm. I think so. Did you do your own tapestry? Did you do the actual weaving or did you send it off somewhere else to do? Well, it's my grandma's. Makes oh, right. Sense. That's what I, so I thought yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But she gets help a bit with the same people at yeah, Grace yeah. and Perry. Um, Does she? Okay. Our, we share yeah. some cousins, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. They, uh, 
No, she's a, she's a massive help. I mean, also with the poetry. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's also bringing her back here for, for in, in the foreground where my granddad took so much tension in the past. And yeah, it's really playing on this bigger history and a very personal history, but, mm. you know, saying big things with little. And I think that's something I'm interested in as well, saying big things with something extremely domestic mm. or extremely... Yeah. Um, small. Yeah, I guess one of the recurring motives or protagonists in your work is is the octopus. And if you, I imagine if there was a logo to represent you, it'd be an, it'd be an octopus. Um, it's everywhere from your prints to your installations and your videos. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about how you first came about choosing this animal to use within your work, and do they represent? a range of concepts within the work uh, relevant to unique qualities they have and do you identify with the animal at all? So it's kind of a few questions. Mm, no, it's great. Yeah, the octopus is definitely, it came, I know, I, I made that, she came into my life because I worked on a piece called uh, The Wanderer, which was um, a text that a dear friend of mine, Rory Macbeth, an artist who, uh, Missed, um, who, who translated a Kafka story from German to English, but without a dictionary and without understanding German. So he, he <laughs> kind of guessed, guessed the words as he was going through the book mm. and made it into a British and English book. <laughs> it's, um, it's super poetic, like dense, dense book, um, where you find Gregor once in a while. And so, but slowly you, you guess which book he translated so this, this i worked with this as a he did the first metamorphosis of the actual metamorphosis and then i took his text and say like, let's make a film out of, out of this and can i work with it in a way he worked on the text so i, I became really free with his protagonist with the object became human and humans became object mm -hmm. everything was disconnected in some way and connected um everything had its same value but at the same time it's like the mother was definitely from a completely different background or different place and and he so it's there was all this um so i made this film and the main protagonist was still a writer like in the book and you know, um and then he started writing with an octopus straight away who would mm. throw ink, you know? So she, he, that was like his um, his way of writing. So it's very physical and very. Mm. And since then, she became a very um, she became a very important in a way of this idea of communication, connection, uh, touching the world, connection to him, almost human, like an extension to his arms. You know, she would she would write with him and. This long fingers became really enormous, and and she she with Venice uh, the piece I did for Venice Les Parle Ideal the mm. film was she was really the main protagonist although you we just saw her a little bit it was each character were a tentacle um, they were ready they were there to touch and mix with the world and I, what I really love with the the animal is that the, you know with it. The, the fact that they have a kind of a brain in each of their tentacles, like they have nine, oh, I think nine brains and a few hearts. And, and it's like, it's so immediate. And so I think yeah. there's, 
And this works which almost to side of the practice where there's the side of the practice which plays a lot with language and and there's also a side of the practice which is like almost pre-language and really about physicality physical mm. sensation and and I, I used um her as um she's female for me of course you know she has that ability to to be so in in the moment in the immediacy um, mm. uh, so that's, I think, how she keeps uh, mm. keeps being really uh, part of the work. Mm. But they, yeah, I think the octopus is very present. But she, she, you know, there's like here, there's a painting of her holding a carrot. Uh, <laughs> but she's also caresses some bums, and she, she's really, um, she belongs. To bigger picture still, you know, the grandparents mm. are also kind of tentacles. Uh, mm. um, and the last big, big uh, piece I've done in, uh, was for the new museum in Oslo, which was much more around migration. I mean, it started with migration from the underwater um, the octopus, but uh, now it's looking a little bit more at birds and levitation. So it's also about the levitation mm. of underwater mm. levitation. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. she's very important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we I always keep her next to me. <laughs> You're a pet octopus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, my octopus teacher? <laughs> yeah, everyone mm. sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Well, it's yeah. uh, we actually were trying to make ink mm. this morning, and I, oh, I, I only you? make that rather crass link because I know octopuses make their own ink, mm. um, probably a much better ink than we made. Today. How did you make your ink? Well, we um, we crushed up some. What's that stuff we crushed up? Gum arabic. Gum arabic. Liz remembers Ooh. it better than me. And um, we then mixed that with some carbon that we that we got from setting fire to vegetable oil soaked paper, wow. which <laughs> then, like then a, went onto a. Kind of an a explosion. Metal, a metal tray. We didn't have an explosion, luckily. <laughs> and it was done in the car park. It was done in the car park. <laughs> we didn't set fire to anything else. Yeah, so we, we then mixed the we got the carbon got, got the carbon powder and then mixed it with the gum arabic and um it was kind of ink, yeah. So we were experimenting with ink. I'm not sure the octopus doesn't have to do all that, obviously. But well, uh, yeah, don't have a luckily for the octopus. But I was gonna <laughs> I, I, you said something earlier about we're we're part of something bigger, and that everything is part of something bigger. And I, I I've kind of noticed that in some of your some of the things I've looked at, like for example, "Lick in the Past," I thought was an interesting mm -hmm. title, and that mm -hmm. you know in the present, okay, we're in the present, but we're we're part of something bigger than ourselves that goes back a kind of few millennium. And then mm -hmm. I noticed another title, which was. Um, we should be floating away from the dirty past. Was another one mm -hmm. of your pieces, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and also that that famous one that you did at the Venice Biennial, the deep blue mm -hmm. sea surrounding you, mm -hmm. and um, that kind of resonated with me a little bit because I come from a coastal a coastal town in England, and the sea has always been quite a big part of the community, having a fishing industry and and mm -hmm. so on. And I I wondered if that theme, if that if that is a conscious theme, or was that just kind of it seems to me to be a the bit connection of a with the place you mean, or more the connection, the connection? with um, that we're part of something bigger. That we're yeah, like you know, you take the drinking a tea is a an everyday kind of event, but then you make something 
something something else about it. It's not just every yeah, day. It's, it's you're kind right. of takes that, on a new when, meaning, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, thinking uh, actually as well. I was, um, then I, I exhibited some just uh, heaters with a couple of um, tea bags drying on the heater at the same time. And uh, I remember Daily Mirror. Yeah, uh, artist exhibit tea bags and calls it art. You know, like it's like <laughs> yeah. really, uh, they love that. They love that. That's, yeah. And and I really, uh, it's really like this idea of the the very small but bigger. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's so big. The tea yeah. bags is like it's colonization. It's 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 migration. It's transport. It's it's huge. This little tea bag. You know, yeah. and how can you talk with with this kind of scale uh and open the mind to to start thinking of something much bigger or yeah clicking and and making links and connecting like mm. the octopus touching us and she she connects that oh this is danger or this exactly, is yeah. good or this is bad or this is something i want to warm to and i'm slowly mm. swimming towards you you know like really have this kind of um different um, sense of of the bigger. What yeah. is the bigger? Is it the bigger? The bigger um, picture. Yeah, that she can. Is it a form yeah. of escapism? Do you think? I or? don't think so. I no. think it's actually a way of actually being extremely connected to yeah. everything. Mm, mm. I think uh, mm. through through not the usual topic almost mm. throughout throughout the direct politics or mm. throughout you know you can also I think start. Of, there's, I've I've talked about escapism, but more I think it's not escapism. No. I think it's more a deep, deep connection through others, through yeah. other but the, things. Because you, know? you said I think you used the word surreal mm. earlier, Steve, mm. and it like things often seem disjointed or unconnected in the work, but mm. it does seem like there's this this deeper thing that would connect all those things together if you. If you knew what was in the, in your mind, it would all make mm. complete sense. But of of course, we don't. But mm. Um, mm. maybe it's less unconnected than sometimes it seems. Is that would that be a fair mm. reflection? Or yeah, I, I I mean I mean the videos are are quite edited and they're quite yeah. intense. They yeah. Quite yeah, yeah. Depth. There's a lot of depth. So I think the more you see them, the more you look at them, the more you start clicking things. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like yeah moving into a new country you don't yeah. get it yeah. you know first and you know you, you don't understand the language you don't yeah. understand people you don't understand the attitude you don't understand uh all the politics and the admin you know and slowly so i think i think for me of course i'm the one who might know my work the best i think but <laughs> Also, sometimes I, I don't see what I do and there's other mm. connection and I think that's kind of really nice. So that I don't feel I'm, I really like that I lose control on a piece, you know, yeah. that the piece mm. belongs to society, belongs to yeah. each person and each one grab a part of it and, and hold on that as as something they can or reject it or... or yeah. That's kind of the beauty that it's not... It's more like it's 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 almost like kind of communist idea where you it's not mine. It's it's quite it's uh, of course it's something you can reject or take or save or destroy or but it's something that humans yeah. are yeah. in need to I respond think, to the world. I think, I think that we as artists we we need to 
to respond to situation or to the disconnection is yeah i think it might feel like it's it's broke <laughs> it's broken like leaking the past for example it's it's broken it's a search of reconnecting to to certain past this was a video around uh, teenagers in in la and this i had this cliche of la this super urban city with cars and you know and i arrived there actually i lived on the street full of chickens and and i was like oh there's actually many sites to yeah. to mm. to everywhere you know it's not it's not just like but still i was playing on kind of the cliche of this young kid that idea of different sides is that what you thought when you were faced with the french pavilion in venice because you dug you dug a hole right from the ground to the british pavilion um, yeah. without them knowing which is fantastic and also <laughs> the main door was closed for, so that the ground facade was closed and then people would enter through a side door but i understand that was part of the journey that you wanted the viewers to partake in oh no i just had no choices uh, they blocked all the doors oh really no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> i'm also very gullible right now <laughs> well, i don't know you can't have the front doors um <laughs> But yeah, no, it was definitely uh, the idea of not entering through the the front door, you know, not getting all the access uh, mm. immediately or the right or the yeah. thing. Also talking about migration and mm. and who gets uh, in, who not, who, who doesn't get in. Oh. Even like when you're a student, you try to get into free, so you climb over fences or, or the, <laughs> yeah. of the of Venice, and you try yeah. to find your way with that. You're trespassing, having the idea of trespassing is really important. I mean, trespassing mm. language, trespassing, mm. trespassing um, system and finding ways in through ways in, yeah, lots of material. But Venice was definitely this, this um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted people to, to have that feeling that there's, you, you have to find your way in almost and, and also you have to, uh, you come from this little entrance where we dig the tunnel to to the British, um, trying to reconnect uh, post Brexit and uh, making sure we <laughs> together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the British didn't make much effort on the other side. They're like, come on, help us! <laughs> <laughs> but we did. Um, we reached the floor, but then we had to get some proper hammers. And <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this um, the way you get in. Um, an element like in Venice, there was uh, the pro pe different protagonists from the film would be around, you know, welcoming, taking you, showing you the way. Or so I think this also this um, um, this uh, element of uh, fiction and life. Like suddenly you had the the, the actual uh, people that you you see in the film taking you into the space. Or yeah. Showing you something or showing you a, a shortcut and in like trying to um and that's that was another element for sure of mm. um, live and fiction and yeah and such yeah. a diverse group of people that you worked with such yeah. musicians uh, magicians singers rappers mm. yeah. karate practitioner um oh. yeah part of a film mm -hmm. that showed the road trip from uh, the suburb of Paris to Venice right that's yeah. right yeah. did you see the piece. Uh, not in person, um, but mm. I saw a, a video documentary. I showed the students a video yeah, documentary. We, we all saw it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We all okay. saw it virtually. We did. Yeah. We did. Oh, you we saw did. it. You Last went week. 
We saw it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's no, it. Oh, yeah, it was a video. Yeah, yeah. We saw a video oh, okay. of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not quite. No, well, we're doing we're okay. doing something on um, animation, and one of the projects for this term is to create a video piece for a piece of music. So, seeing okay. your, I mean, your piece is on a on a on a grand scale, but it was interesting to see from a sort of a te- not just the subject matter, but from a technical <clears throat> kind of technical point of view. And mm. uh, I've got to confess that I'm pretty much starting from scratch when it comes to putting art as a video thing right as a video installation but I'm you know open to learning about it I just wondered looking at it from just purely from you know there's lots of there's a hell of a lot going on and it's really high quality obviously Um, I I mean I I don't quite know what the question is it's kind of how did you do it you know but that's Mm. a kind of stupid question you must have started somewhere there is a sort of music video element. Isn't There's there? a music. There is a music video element. That's why I'm asking asking the question because I think that um, if you could say to me, well, if I was you, Steve, and I'm starting out trying to create maybe some images, some simpler images for a piece of music, what would you? What? What? How do you think you? How would you go about it? I would not go about it this way. I would not put images on a on a piece of music. I think for me, I, mean, a, I would, I would, um, I would work. With, I would. The piece will create the music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, I, I, that's a good. Point. And I, I think it's kind of a fine balance. I mean, I'm, yeah. that's why I'm, I've hardly done any music videos. I find it a fine balance because uh, you yeah. become you, you. The dangers become very illustrative. Yeah. And and I I I feel, for me. Editing is so rhythmical, it's so musical. Yeah. Um, same with, so I've, I've, I actually never work where the music starts. It's always the piece, the video, and then I invite either musician to work right, so on the So the piece. music comes last for you on that, in, in that it, process? It comes, I work together yeah. when I'm editing it, yeah. but I, yeah, yeah. in the concept, yeah. um, it's yeah. very important yeah, yeah. that it doesn't become just a, um, because music extremely powerful is so yeah. um, it's it's yeah. the guts so for me they're the guts of the film huh? it, all my soundtrack the, the music the sound it's the guts of the piece for mm. sure I never show my piece without sound I mean sound is more important than the image I, and so, well, so it's, a, it's a very you know I prefer that some yeah. the image is really shit projection but you have really good sound if, I st- if you started say without the music but if, say you had the lyrics say you had some words that, that, that mm-hmm. kind of suggested images for example I've got I've got some lyrics and it's it's telling me to look for a, a cottage that mm-hmm. is a medieval cottage in a in a Suffolk town called Lavenham, for example, mm-hmm. and that there's a, there's a family that lived there that lived there in the 1930s, and they used to watch television on a Saturday night, and they always mm-hmm. watched the same program. So that that's yeah. that's one idea, for example. So there's no music there's no music there, but there's this kind of kind of a family group. In a in a medieval cottage in 1930. Now that's not mm. music. That's kind of imagery, and mm. um, that's that's my starting point at the moment. So mm-hmm. I was going to do a charcoal drawing of the cottage and sort of film a bit of that, but I don't know. I'm just I don't know why I'm telling you that, but no, that's great. I'm sharing my ideas with you. <laughs> no, I what do you think great. about that? Oh, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I think I've, I think it's also by starting and making and playing. You know, I've, yeah. I'm yeah. this kind of artist. I'm really, um, I mean, I were, I'm really physical as with the editing, with the yeah. film, as much as uh, sculpture and painting and mediums. So now I, there's a, a general sense of it. Yeah. I've got mm. general direction. And then it only comes clearer as I'm making. Yeah, I think yeah. it's oh, very, very romantic idea, but it's like, you know, yeah. even Venice, as I just do road trips, yeah. I want to um, do it with people we meet on the way, yeah. uh, gather a few at the beginning, and then yeah. slowly the group grows. And and the editing and the, and the I, slowly I'm like, okay, it's going to be in seven sequence. One is about... Um, uh, looking at post-industrial, um, the north of France, and yeah. um, uh, like um, yeah. moving on from the past, and one is about um, pure. So then, then you start pure idea of creating. Where I went to the the, the Palais des du Facteur Cheval, which is this guy who built his palace yeah. out of stone. He was a um, um, Post uh, post uh, man uh, factor and yeah. but how you this pure desire of creating and then we arrived in Marseille and it was the Mediterranean the the sea the the liquidity of the world but also the um, the migration and yeah so so when things are it gets there's there's elements that comes in but I think that's I think the concept of that is extremely important to then work on the sun, on the subconscious of it, on yeah. the on the imagery of it, and it right. it grows. I, very close to a painter would work, I think. Mm. Or with, mm. um, the concepts come first, but you're almost collaborating with circumstance along along the way. Yeah, and, I guess yeah. so. Muse- yeah, and invite people <clears throat> also play together, mm. And, mm. and the work starts when I when when I edit. Then it's just gathering right. and enjoying so, it's like a massive tea party <laughs> yeah. um, so you don't then, necessarily know where you're going to take those concepts until you start no, like editing. the, the yeah. film of venice i would have yeah. no sense yeah. of what well, there's a bit of the venice the there's like a five minute video on youtube of the documenting the venice piece and there's a there's a beautiful moment where one of the performers lays a, a dove on so an actual yeah. dove that looks quite docile kind yeah. of looks like he's having a nap yeah. and he sort of lays yeah. gently over the top of a yeah. pigeon that's been blown out of glass yeah yeah and yeah. that almost is that documentation almost is a piece of work in itself yeah totally yeah. totally and I mean, these elements which i'm yeah. not in control i we've played with it a little bit together and we're like oh maybe it's nice to sort of play with that as well when um because the performers were around when uh when um, at the opening um, weekends and also after, and so so this we yeah. f- figure it out together slowly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like the mastermind no. again, <laughs> or like it's really that sort of, but looking at it together. So and, it's and a bit seeing, like a director, seeing a the moments. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a director, mm. but very um, plural in some ways. Yeah. and on the material directing us as well. You know, the yeah. glass. Pigeon becoming the director of yeah. what could happen, or yeah. you know, like um, so it's it's the director without this um, human perspective, yeah. maybe a <laughs> uh, little bit if yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's still you still need uh, when I I cannot pass on the baton is when I'm editing. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's really that moment where I feel a. Uh, I'm weaving, and that's yeah. the moment I gathered all these threads. Mm. And 
I weave and create. <laughs> that's that's useful. That's useful. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, I think it sounds great. I mean, I remember actually at St. Martin I studied in, is it Peter um, Curtis? I can't remember. I had this, uh, this guy who, who was um, working with us on sound because I did film and video at St. Martin's like years ago. And it was like John Smith, Shana Ben, a lot of wonderful people were um, were part of the of the class. And I remember he was like, uh, never ever use ready-made music on your piece. Yeah, yeah. It kind of had a, an a, a impact on me. Of, yeah. and now, but I do use pop and I love that, that little moments of, yeah. let's, I do use music, but I think it's really to be very aware of how you use it and yeah. why, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's because it has, um, even now I, you, you see a lot of mu- music videos, there's always a drone underneath. Like moody yeah. and yeah. you know, and it's kind of a bit predictable almost, and and it's it's finding you you can use it to create an atmosphere. Well, I think that's obviously. right. Well, I think one of the another idea is not to just <laughs> to put images to some music, but that you we might film some original music being made in a studio, and that mm. that, that can then become part of the. Um, of the video, which might end up with listening to excerpts from the from the track, but mm-hmm. the, the substantive thing in the video would be how the studio works, how people inter in, you know interrelate in the studio, how the how the track kind of changes, and how, mm. how people. You know, yeah, I think if you bring awareness to the music, yeah. then it's fantastic. Yeah, think. yeah. You know, it's a kind of it's not something that sort of sure. S- the soft and More like a document, like a documentary type thing, yeah. Yeah, it can easily sort yeah. of level, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. brings it all at, yeah, at yeah, one. Yeah, so, but I think yeah, if yeah. you use it as a material, I mean, I'm thinking now I could do a mad thing where I could do some. Some of it could be documentary, and some of it could be the, the things we were talking about earlier. So it could be a mixture of the two. So thanks for that. Sounds good. I can't wait to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got one question that's been nagging me actually. Um, so, like David Bowie used to be called Bowie and Bowie. Louis Farouk mm-hmm. used to be called Farouk, and over in the States, people called him Farouks. I've heard your name pronounced many different ways, and I was wondering if you could just tell us how it's pronounced correctly, or if that really, or if it bothers you. Laurie Provost? It is no. Provost. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> no. Again. No, it's not. Laura Provost. La, la, Laura Provost? It's actually La Provo. La Provo. La Provo. La Provo. But I. I like it all, you know. I'm kind of uh, <laughs> kind of nice to have a few of myself around, and um, but yeah, it's uh, the the weather in, in France. How they would pronounce it would be La Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I, I have a friend who's French as well, and I mentioned that I was going to be talking to you, and mm. um, I said, "Did you know that she's done a a piece called Want Tea, and it's kind of mm-hmm. about having a cup cup of tea." I shouldn't probably shouldn't tell you. I said, why would a French artist do something which sounds quintessentially English, called mm-hmm. wants tea? You know, and um, mm-hmm. her f- straight, her, her she answered straight away was yes, I have heard of her. She said, is it I? What's I- ironic in French? She said it might be ironic. Ironique. 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 Yeah, that was her, that was her answer to me. <laughs> so I, I thought, ah, okay, it's multi-layered. You know, it's a multi-layered reason, yeah. But you've already answered that anyway. It's also, I mean, I've, I've been there. I was part of 
your gang for 18 years. I <laughs> yeah. feel part of I feel a side of me became yeah. British, you know, became um, even if I would never be 100 percent. And and my uh, my partner's British, so yeah. it's in in our blood now. It's <laughs> yeah. and tea's in my blood. I still drink a lot of it. <laughs> I've got to admit that. <laughs> That was I was going to ask you that you know to what extent do you do you feel that but I thought that's a bit too obvious so I didn't yeah but, but so I, yeah I, I think it's not nice to. that we we belong to a lot of stories I think yeah. wherever we've been or done or mm. the different lives we had I think it's yeah. it's, it's it's not simplified yeah um, I find it you know with Venice when they invited me it was uh, definitely it was France who invited me and it was. Um, Suddenly, it became a lot about around the nation and what is what is it to represent something? Yeah, where do we belong? And I was like, but mm. actually, at the age of thirteen already, I I studied in Belgium and mm. and moved. I mean, very European, very still a, a small, small, small part of the world. But yeah. what is this representation? What do we? Why do we um, have to hold on this and how? Yeah. The, the film is called Le Palais Ideal, this idea of ideals where there would not be all this limitation of, mm. of these frontiers, like the frontiers of damage. Mm. Um, control the world and, uh, and creates mm. a huge um, complexity wow. and sadness. And, and um, so, yeah, the, the, um, it was quite hard to, to, uh, to be in that position of representing. <laughs> Kind of a nation. Oh, oh, did you check the French pavilion or the English pavilion? Yeah, yeah. It becomes so much. It's a, it's yeah. a really mm. narrow little suddenly. Kind world. of like the World Cup, isn't it, of art? Yeah, yeah. and it's really really strange because yeah. you're you're mm. very in that position that you you've been so against or ignoring for a long time, you know, mm. and like and suddenly it's right in you in your face. So I think I I, I wanted to deal with that position as well but I also knew that I was highly privileged mm. being invited from this privileged um, um, yeah. country and support structure and and being in that little bubble and even though I asked you to come in from the back of the of the of the pavilion or even invited you to climb over the fence and show you where you could climb on in the film and you're still part of this safe bubble and yeah, very limited um, group that um, that started um, Venice. Um, you know, it's very um, yeah, uh, very specific. And obviously, that's a. I mean, you said the, the sort of, sort of whole national sense of it is a kind of problematic in a way. But obviously, it must have been a hugely proud moment as well. And I was wondering, with the Turner Prize, when you won that in 2013, obviously an amazing achievement. Did you did you feel did you feel a sort of shift in your way of life from that or was it like yeah and I felt it was felt for me it was beautiful it still it was also a bit about nation and like mm. being welcomed and right uh, yeah. and being um respected for the work and 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 supported and seeing the humor I think I definitely grew with British humor and mine. I mean, it's like t together and Flanders and Flemish surrealism. I think there's definitely these um, these uh, these things mixing. And but yeah, of course, it's um, um, it's quite international and global. Suddenly, you know, it's it's this moment where 
a lot of people hear about it outside the UK. Mm-hmm. So before my work really grew in in London and and in the UK, I had little slowly little supports of mm-hmm. trying things out and playing and more and more. And then this thing like it opens too much bigger world and France like, oh, who is she? Oh, wow, she's French. Oh, tell her price French. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, suddenly this nation thing that jump on it. And it's also a lot of new connection, new, new cousins to meet, new uncles to meet all over the place. And that's kind of uh, lovely. Um, but it's also becomes a much bigger global uh, game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. Right. It's a good surprise. It's a funny surprise. So, cool. so what's next for you? Oh, it's um, I'm taking care of my grandmas. I got a lot of grandmas at the moment so to take care of. So mostly, um, yeah, I just I flew with you know we talked about being little birds on branches, and I flew to um, with a lot of birds to Oslo just um, a few months ago, ago. We opened this really large scale show on um, on the top floor. It's like a um it's a special commission they do once every two years for an artist and mm. we um yeah brought a, a whole valley and kind of levitation into to to the skies and dreaming and now i'm working on um on a few few pieces um which will be a mostly homage to to grandmothers and my grandmothers and all the different grandmothers who sort of open uh, doors looking at Venuses that were transported in almost a prehistoric time, so passing on yeah. from one pocket to a pocket and mm. open this matriarchal society, but the, the, the power of opening opening doors and making us, uh, my generation, able to, to create and invent yeah. and play. So I think that's, um, she's, uh, that will be in Vienna, in Canada, uh, in Houston, in Houston, I'm taking the piece from Oslo. So I'm flying around like a little migrating bird <laughs> and, <laughs> and dropping a few seeds here and there. <laughs> nice. I like the analogy. We try to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to, um, but this is, yeah, I'm drawing this like with, a, with this kind of, uh, plans for shows, like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I think that's God. what we're going to do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Planning, yeah, planning the Brilliant. the next. Sure. Yeah, I think still installation is very how I you, I bring bring you into into a narrative mm-hmm. through elements, uh, object coming out of of a video, showing. No, no, this is this is here. You know, this has happened. Oh, this is this is uh, we. You can sit on on this seat and be with us here and sort of. You, I think, what's important is uh, try a lot. I, I like when. If we can become like the, you listening or you, you're asking question. We together we gather, but we all um, protagonists to a big piece. You know, like we all become actors. Um, and this discussion, hopefully, we actors to to situation and others um, <laughs> places. I, th- I think you, yeah, there's a video I watched, and you describe it as um, you're you're making a proposal but the viewer gets to make their own image or experience. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Tate, a Tate video maybe, but yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, but also what, what is, uh, 
an important experience is it going just to the the, the the market and smelling amazingly ripe tomato <laughs> so and that sort of enhanced um senses as much as going to see a show mm. but i think is that the thing triggering one another an exhibition can i always thought oh, i can never compete with life i mean it's too okay <sighs> as an artist so it's just mm. Life is too strong with its smell, with its texture, with its mm. with its um, intensity of layers, you know, and, and and social knowledge and connection. How do you? But then the more I go, the more I still feel we c you can enhance it in some ways, almost by yeah. by narrowing a little thing and sort of like and. Um, I always talk about Peter Kubelka where he talks about gathering when you learn as a, a child to go, you might go and get some blackberries and and uh, your mom says, oh, don't take the, the green one. It's not good. It's just a really good black, right one. And, and you learn and that's about memories. And then you take the big, right? And it's the best one. And your, your brain is going to always order it in memories of what you've mm. experienced. Mm. So I think the same with editing is you're ordering level of intensity or, or goodness or gathering emotion sensations mm. what if you put a whole you gather it all in your hand like a huge batch of delicious blackberry <laughs> and swallow it in one go like yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, your it, it explodes and mm. how that yeah. so I, and i do feel with what we do we can also enhance and then sense the world even stronger maybe <laughs> So is, is that what you meant by proposal in that in that um, the snippet I heard from you is the proposal is not that what is in front of you is necessarily the experience that you're meant to have. Mm -hmm. but it could be afterwards, yeah. I think. You know, it could be before. It could could be all around it. As as we Venice as well, I was at the. The, the feeling that can we all become you become a protagonist and you leave the space and you you're still a tentacle touching the world sensing other things and you're all part of them that's that's why it's not escapism it's the opposite it's like complete connection mm. um, if possible <laughs> yeah I, I think I, when i said escapism it's a little while ago i think that was connectivity rather than escapism mm. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got yeah. to say, I though, that, that some of your stuff that I've looked at, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's me. It might just be me. But I, I enjoy, I've enjoyed what I've seen. And uh, I thought some of it created in my mind, I don't know if it was escapism. It, it was, a, mm -hmm. it was a, you know, if you enjoy something, I don't know if that's escapism. Mm -hmm. But I think mm -hmm. your stuff is quite positive, I think. Mm -hmm. And part of that is in, you know, I enjoyed it as a, as a viewer. And uh, I think listening to you uh, on your description of your process, collecting mm -hmm. things and then editing them, I know it's mm -hmm. a lot more complicated than that. It's actually quite useful for, to, for somebody who's um, maybe a, more of a beginner. You know, the fact that you include so many different things and somehow weave a, a web uh, mm. and then kind of cleverly when you're doing your editing, you, 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 you can sort, sort them in some interesting way, which might have not been apparent when you were collecting them. And I think uh, no, that's, something, not, that's yeah. something that I can take away with me and, um, cool. you know, <laughs> stop panicking. 
Yeah, no, I've I got mean, stuff. No you know, I've got it, stuff. It, it's, uh, it's a material <laughs> that I, I, I kind of don't realise I've got. But I think that what you're saying to me maybe is that actually you have got a lot of stuff, and it's just a question of acknowledging it, collecting it, mm. and then editing it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not as simple as that. But th- those thoughts I've I've had having listened to to what some of your answers. So I thank you for that. No, great. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hopefully, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's about it's definitely about not being nervous about something. Exactly. No, no, it's, no, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's still playing, and I think it's also I think generally with the world, if we start being nervous about all the issues, I mean, there's so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to sort of like every day you get a yeah. big slap in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I don't mean that. No. <laughs> but how can how can we um, can we see it more as a way to tickle each other in, in yeah. changes, you know, yeah, yeah. or in in a way of connect. So I yeah. I quite yeah, if I can be a tickler, I quite like that as a job. Or or a translator. I often like this idea oh, of a translator. translator, yeah. <clears throat> translator, tickler, um just um sometimes dreamer as well. And I think yeah. dreamers is mm-hmm. when you say by escapism you can be a, a dreamer but very uh, engage and connected, you know. I think mm. that's that's when you say uh, there's escapism, mm. there's a moment of joy and freedom. Yeah, and exactly. I, I yeah, think that exactly. the joy and freedom doesn't have to mean it. it's escapism S- and it's it like life yeah. as well, you know. Mm. <laughs> and it's it's uh, it's mm. what can also mm. triggers positive energy and a, and way to get out of mm. of systems mm. we've yeah. created, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, thanks, thanks so much. Have you, you sure you haven't got anything else to ask you? To no, that's no, fine. No, yes. no, that's been really, really interesting. Thank yeah, you very thank much. You've also got to get back to get back to class, haven't you? Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Despite you saying you're not feeling 100, percent that's really appreciated. Yeah, no, it was lovely, lovely to to meet. Thanks so much for your cool. beautiful questions. Thank you and well, very much. Maybe, yeah. Fly off a bit. I'll see you in um, levitation mode soon, hopefully. Thank you so Uh, much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Want to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Artcast. Today we were joined by Law Provost and Steve Harrison and Liz Thomas from our HNC in Fine Art here at the Chelsea Centre. You can check out Law's work at www.lawprevore.com and on the Listen Gallery website as well. For the next episode, we will be joined by Shay Adams, who is the founding creative director of Def Jam Records and is known for his work with the Beastie Boys, amongst many other artists. Thanks and hope to see you then. Bye.